morning. Today's scripture reading comes from Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 15. Here is the word of the Lord. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who, are, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we received grace and apostleship, to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. And you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness. How constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last by God's will. The way may be open for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I plan many times to come to you but have been prevented from doing so until now in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Praise and glory be to God. Amen. Good morning to you. Let us begin with a prayer. Gracious Lord, Thank you for your inviting us to today's service in person here at Sanctuary and at their homes on internet. Please guide us through your spirit to receive your blessing from this Sunday's through this service. Not listening to each words only, but accept your encouragement 
your guidance, your support, through today's sermon, and may the words and mouth of the preachers will be sanctified, and to express the love of your power to the world and to glorify your name. Please use us. Please support us to understand what you want us to do. In the name of your Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. From the year of 2020, new year of 2020, I started to reread the epistle to the Romans. Carefree, I'd like to study this text again and hope to preach on from Romans this year at KUC monthly if I'm allowed to do so. I'm a learner to the text. So we'll start new learning on the text together. You are learning, I'm learning together. So it may make us deep understanding of what the message of Paul to us. By the way, these days, do you often write a letter to someone using SNS or writing in a paper? It is fun and enjoyable to send messages, your messages to your family far away and friends who recently haven't met. But those the person you know very well. But how about the person whom you never met? You write a letter. You are writing a letter to the person you've never met. How about if you're writing someone or someplace that has high social position or status? You might be judged and evaluated on your personal character through the letter you write educational and social background from your language and sentences. Someone like me often make the wrong choice of phrases or grammatical errors, especially writing in English. So they can find that I'm weak <laughs> to write in English or I'm not very good at to do so. How about you, if you write this kind of letter to the person you don't know much about, how do you feel? The epistle to the Romans was just like such a letter. It was written by Paul, I, I said, to the congregation at Rome, Church of Rome, which had never visited by Paul and he didn't have friendly relationships with these members. Reading 
these texts, we can find his attitude writing his message, which has certain determination and humbleness to them. Paul had much determination with great authority appointed by Jesus himself as an apostle to the Gentiles. He is bold and straightforward in proclaiming the gospel of Christ. On the other hand, humbleness as a servant to Christ and the church. We may understand his, this humbleness attitudes in the word of love on which we heard from Claudius sermon last week at on 1 Corinthians chapter 13, love. But to the church in Rome, Paul could not gain their good understanding easily, and these messages, his messages were not welcomed at first. He had a bit difficult to be accepted. There are two reasons, I think, for that. First, one was the status of the Roman church at that time in the Christian world, at the time of Paul. The second reason was a suspicion of Paul's background as an apostle or as uh, even as a Christian among the congregation, among the early church. In the book of Revelation, there were seven prominent churches in the Christian society, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamon, Thalia, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. These churches was in the Asia Minor area, and except for Ephesus, no other churches on the New Testament table of contents were mentioned there. Corinth, Thessalonica, Galatia, Philip, Colossians, and of course Rome. Except Rome, this church Paul has strong relationship beforehand and have good communication with each other. Maybe good communication. And in the context of the world history in the first century, BC, oh, no, AD, I'm sorry. And in the context of the world history in the first century AD, the church in Rome was the most well-known among all these churches in the secular context. A secular historian at the Sorry about this. A secular historian at that time mentioned the Christian in Rome negatively. It is well known. It is interesting to find the mention about the Roman church outside of the Christian context in first century already. A most, re a most remarkable incident was in the year of 64 AD, there was a great fire in Rome and the famous emperor Nero blamed the Christians for the cause of the fire and started the first official persecution of Christianity in the Roman Empire. That was 10 years before Paul had written this letter to Rome 
And it is remarkable that it was just 30 years after Jesus' crucifixion, a Roman Empire already knew something about the Christian community in Rome. After the, Jesus died, after Jesus' death, only 30 years, Christianity came to the city of Rome and gained some sort of power, communication, congregation, and they are attracting some attention from the people and even the emperor. It is not clear how Christianity came to Rome and who brought the gospel. Even at that time, there was no good communication tools like we have now. But in 30 years, it's very short time, Jesus Christ was accepted and believed as their savior by so many people in Rome and known to emperor. Also, the church in Rome seems to have been organized with strong principles since they have been enduring, facing the negative attitude from the people there, which led to the persecution from, from Nero later on. At a time when Paul wrote his letter to Rome, the congregation had gained some confidence in their faith and the church organization. As Paul mentioned when he wrote, your faith is being reported to all your faith is being reported all over the world, verse 8. Besides that, they might have had certain pride or superiority to live in the world capital of the Roman Empire. In other words, they are urban people. And then they received a letter from unknown person with a skeptical background in a remote area, local area in Asia Minor, who was Paul. Paul wrote a letter from Asia to the center of the empire, capital city, Rome. As you can find in the Acts of Apostles, at the first apostles, at first, Paul appeared as a severe persecutor of the Christians and himself admitted his past in the letter to the Galatians or Philippines. He was persecutor to the Christian world, Christian society at first. He was even supporting some uh, kind of execution of the first Christian. And during his severe action against Christians, he was called to be an apostle. Miraculously. He was called by resurrected Jesus to be an apostle. That is a church reader. See Acts of Apostles, chapter 9. Among the early Christians, Paul's position was great, greatly doubted. He was a persecutor to them. And now he is claiming himself as a leader of the church, as an apostle to the Gentiles. Members of the Roman church had surely heard about it. 
that Paul had been writing to them as their apostles and a leader of their faith to preach the gospel to them. But how about his past? How about his former career? Could he, could, could they accept it so easily? As you proceed reading in this letter, Epistle to the Romans, forward, you can realize his firm determination as, apostling, uh, as an apostle using a quite strong word, strong word and expression to instruct them to turn the right way of the Christian faith. Paul asked them to turn themselves to the right way of Christian faith. But Roman people had some certain confidence with that. In verse 18, he used the expression, the worth of God, anger of God, very strong term, and pointed out the unfavorable elements of their Roman churches. He seems to have had no care how he was thought by his straightforward message. Recently, Japanese society had this expression, sontaku. <laughs> if I say this, how people will think about me? Some sort of preconsideration about each reputation. But he doesn't care about that. He was using very strong term. He was using straightforward message to the Roman congregation. He might have heard, Paul might have heard some of the irrespective, irrespective reputation in the Roman church, and he wanted to come to them to correct, to instruct, and to straighten their faith with, with some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each of other's faith. Verses 11 to 12. Paul had been longing to come to Rome since he had great expectations and hope for them to build right message of Christ, to express real reality of the gospel of Christ. Paul's vision of his mission to the Roma was to build the kingdom of God in this world, and the church of Roma should be the best and the most important stage to fulfill it. Roma was believed to be the center of the world and would rule the whole world with the imperial power of humans. Likewise, the church at the capital of the empire of the Mediterranean world as a sign and a proof of the Christianity as a universal face. If Roman church shows strong face, authentic face, it will be conveyed. It will, the message will be transmitted to all over the world. If the church 
of Roma could be the city or town built on a hill which cannot be hidden. Borrowing the, borrowing the phrase from Matthew's gospel, and their light shines before others. People of the whole world see their good deeds and glorify their fathers in heaven. I quote, I borrowed Matthew chapter 5, verses 14, 16. Where did Paul's determination come from? It is from his humbleness to serve Christ and his church. Since he was called to be an apostle to the Gentiles, Greeks, it's, he said, and Romans as well. No matter how his personal background might be, he was sent out directly by Jesus Christ himself. As he was forgiven and released from his past, he should do any kind of effort to fulfill his mission with firm determination. How did the Roman congregation answer Paul's expectation? Or how could Paul transmit his message to the members? We now start reading Paul's letter to the Roman together to find good answer to these questions. And I'll try to find out if Paul would write such a letter to our congregation in Kobe. KUC, a church in an urban area and in a representative city of Japan. How could we answer his expectation? How could we build kingdom of God here in Kobe? We should listen carefully to Paul's message from now on and understand what he's expecting us, how we answer him. Because as an international church, we have strong responsibility to serve the Lord and to proclaim, to proclaim our gospel to this city, through this city, to the world. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for your guidance through this service. And we find as a Covenant Church member, as a member of International Church, as a member to serve this locality as well as to the whole world, we find our mission's goal. We try to fulfill your task through every action, every activities, every effort done by our congregations. Give us your encouragement. Give us your strength and give us your leadership to fulfill to your task to us to build 
your kingdom in this city as well as in the whole world. We pray for the members of our church, all of them are our colleagues to help each other, to support each other. And to worship each other. Please strengthen our congregation through your message. We pray this prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.